0: For 25% off your DNA test kit. This is The Canna Mom Show with Joyce and Amy,
1: a podcast where we are sharing the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, political activist, lawyer, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, and along with my Canna sister, mom, realtor, cancer survivor, Amy Searles. we are on a mission to empower women centered cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. So go make a cup of tea, or roll yourself a joint, and come learn something new about this magical plant on the Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy. Welcome! Welcome! Thank you. Thank you for spending a little time with me and Amy today. We have a wonderful guest who I'm going to introduce in one second, and then we're going to do our little COVID check-in, and then it's just another Cannabom show. So like we said, I have a cup of tea. Amy probably has a joint. I <laughs> already and smoked
2: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we can ask Josephine later. Okay. So welcome. Thanks for spending a little time with us. So today's guest is the co-founder and man- managing partner of the Cannabis Creative Group, a marketing agency for the cannabis community. She is a strategic and creative leader immersed in cannabis culture and commerce. Today's guest is a speaker, blogger, and social media commentator committed to helping clients build their brand, connect with consumers, and expand their market share. Her areas of expertise include brand identity, web design and development, digital marketing, and print packaging design. And her firm's clients includes cultivators, dispensaries, service providers, CBD extractors, distributors, and podcasts. <laughs> Today's guest has her roots right here in Boston, Massachusetts, but now calls sunny California her home. Please welcome to the Cannabom Show, Josephine Nowitz of the Cannabis Creative Group. Welcome, Josephine.
3: Hi, Amy Joyce. Thanks so much. Hey there.
1: It's good to see your face. We do talk actually a lot because I am the podcast that she works with, but I don't actually get to see your smiling face that often. So good to see you. Um, so I just do a little COVID check in, a little check in. I'll do Dave first today and then he can go blank. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what's going on in your world?
2: Oh, I don't know. I'm
0: alive. Uh, my kids are happy and healthy. And isn't that all that really matters?
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. And Amy? You know, I'm doing good. The weather's been uh, nice for the past few days and I've been just enjoying myself outdoors and you know, with the dog. So you're surviving. And actually, yeah, I don't surviving. even know
1: I I I got Josephine's location wrong. So where are you Josephine? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, so I am originally, well, from, I grew up in the Boston area where you, where you are, um, but I'm out on the West coast. I've been out in Washington, kind of Seattle area for the last couple of years. Right. How um, nice.
1: We love Seattle. I love Seattle. Yeah, that was a.
3: I love Seattle. I was
1: in Portland. My niece was in Portland. We did like a niece and nephew tour. Oh, that's when fun. They, like started going to colleges. So I we went to New Orleans for my nephew. <laughs> we went to Portland, which I never would have gone to, honestly. And it was awesome. So. Anyways. Um, all right, let's, and I'm fine. Things are fine here. You know, whatever. It's the same here. It's, the, my same, wee workspace. it's
2: the same. Every I day. Better. You do look better. It? You do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank the you. swelling <laughs> is the coloring is getting back to normal, but the awesome. swelling is still there. You know, Yeah. it's yeah, crazy. Sure. Someday you people will see me. Oh my so God. Okay. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: all right. So welcome yes. back to our show. We're going to talk about cannabis. So, yes. Um, uh, Let's talk about um, how you actually transitioned into this um, new area. How you got from digital, and how do you know Seth Orby? How do you? How is that connection too? Because that's how I actually know Cannabis Creative. So,
3: yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, and to give you a little bit of a COVID update for me, mm-hmm. um, my life hasn't changed too much, thankfully. Um, everyone in my family is staying safe and healthy. Most, most of my family is still on the East coast, which is definitely a hot spot right now. We're Um, living it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and Seattle was originally the epicenter. So we Mm. kind of, um, dealt with things out here a little bit earlier on than, than, um, what was happening on the West coast, on the East coast now. Um, but I've been working remotely for the last couple of years, uh, traveling a lot for work, so my life has definitely changed well, that there. That must be so.
1: huge. If you're used to being on the road and all of a sudden you're home, it is a huge, crazy different oh, yeah. pace. Like just the pace of your day is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> as, um, as an entrepreneur, I was traveling probably at least once a month and I was um, going to conferences and going back to the East Coast a lot. Um And so my partner, he's currently in veterinary school and his life has changed drastically with Mm COVID-19. He's used to being in class all day, eight hours a day at the uh, University of Washington out here. And now he's been home for a couple of months and he's doing finals from home right now. So we're kind of tiptoeing around each other a bit here. Oh, it is. I mean, I mean,
1: I have both my children in college and they're both home taking finals this week. Yep. yeah,
2: And my son is taking <laughs> Zoom classes right now uh, yeah. at and, and, Boston for Boston Public School, seventh grade. It's crazy. I, know, I mean, I know this is kind of off cannabis, but
1: I always think about this as a woman who's been in and out of the work field, and they've always told me I couldn't do work from home or remote work wasn't going to work, or especially right. as an attorney. Good Lord, if you asked to work at home, never. Mm. And now... In two months, the entire world has shifted. So hopefully this will be good for women because that's what you're focused on too.
3: It's a a different world. And I think um, it does really go to show that, you know, the world in some respects can definitely keep turning and keep going um, even during a pandemic. And people are very capable of working from home and and being responsible. Mm -hmm. So I think it will definitely change how we work um, in the future. Definitely. It's
2: better mentally. To be in your own environment, not to be stuck in an office. Office politics, and I am—I'm an introvert by nature.
1: It does sort of drain me. I've always worked well when I work. I've always worked from my own home, and yeah. this is the busiest. Having my kids in my husband home is the busiest my life has been. <laughs> so, um, I you know, it's—I—I had to learn how to live at this pace. I used to want to be it, you know, the be kind of active, running around, being a professional, and I didn't have the choice because when my kids are born. So, I, hopefully, this will be a balance for everybody. Right, but, you know that's my goal. All right, let's go back to Seth. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Seth.
3: Yeah. So Seth Warby, yep. he's my my business partner at Cannabis Creative, um, and he is um, based in Boston, where the majority of our team still is based. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved out to the West Coast a couple of years ago, and um, I met Seth. I think in twenty fourteen, we started working together. Mm-hmm. Um, And he actually hired me for his agency, our parent company, Champ Internet, um, back in 2014. And we met through mutual connections, which is often what happens in the small little community of Massachusetts. Mm, Very small. It is
1: very small. (laughs) Yes.
3: There are a lot of people, but, you know, everyone kind of knows someone who knows someone else. Totally. And uh, people tend to stick around. Yeah. Especially in the cannabis space, I should say. Oh, yeah, it's tight. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> I met Seth um, in 2014 and um, started working um, as an account manager for Champ Internet, which is a marketing agency. Um, and we decided um, in 2017. Uh, after we had already taken on some clients in the cannabis space and kind of gotten our feet a little bit wet in the cannabis and the CBD space, um, we'd been in the space for a couple of years. We decided when Massachusetts went, um, decided to go recreationally legal for cannabis that we would pursue as business partners, we would pursue um, Cannabis Creative Group as its own marketing agency focused in that niche, the the cannabis and the CBD hemp niche. So was
1: there any in the... Um- I, I hear this from other, usually it's a woman who have transitioned into cannabis from like a CPA or um, insurance or law or something. They live in, they're in a firm and they present this idea because they know it's good because the cannabis is the future, but this, um, the patriarchs of the industry say no and they go off on their own. So when you are in this industry, is marketing a little bit more forward thinking? Was there any pushback that this is not where we should be heading or did they kind of jump on board?
3: I think ultimately, I'm I'm very grateful for for Seth as a business partner. Um, we, we're definitely yin and yang in terms of our personalities. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, but that works, you know, and um, I think that's that's what you look for in a partner sometimes, in a business partner. And so I'm I'm grateful that he is open minded and willing to to take on. Um, This idea, because it wasn't just my idea. It was certainly a mutual idea. And it's something we had had many discussions about before actually jumping headfirst into, you know, developing the agency, getting um, an LLC. You know, we worked with our attorneys to get um, a trademark uh, for our new name and brand. So definitely we did everything right. We took on investment um, to, to start off the new business. Um, We have a board of advisors. So, yeah, I think... um, He was on
1: board. There wasn't like a... I I found this... It's sort of like that story you hear over and over again about the women who are really invested in this industry. It's because they help themselves heal or they help the child and they Mm come very passionate. And I keep hearing on the business side, these women who have a little bit forward thinking about, they can see where this is going and understand the need for professionalism in this industry. And then when they present it to the old guards of whatever firm they're in, there's just there's still that weird divide that um, is a little bit hard to bridge so I mean you're younger than us so you're already <laughs> and Seth is younger than me but I, I just I mean that's I think it's um it's an opportunity for younger people to sort of step up and show real leadership because right. this is the future
3: yeah totally yeah and um I mean he he's definitely forward-thinking and I think he was um equally as excited or maybe even more excited oh yeah he's very excited yeah <laughs> yeah He's, he's always, he's had a personal connection with the plant. Um, And so he was kind of, you know, very excited to get into the industry. And I think that we were deciding for quite a while, you know, we took about a year to decide if we wanted to really do it. Um, And then we, we went for it in 2017, November of 2017, when Massachusetts went recreationally legal. That's
1: where y'all jumped in. That was me too. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I actually want to backtrack because I heard something you said on the other um, on another interview about the Obamas in 2012. Was there some kind of connection to this, or was it just a, a story that you told? It, <laughs> I can't remember now.
3: <laughs> um, that is a great question. It's not. Um, so that story is not related to kids. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> can still but share I, it
1: though. I'd be happy oh yeah, to. I love the Obamas. Yeah, sure.
2: I'm like I think oh, we'd yeah. be friends. Yeah.
1: Our kids are the same age. <laughs> we are both lawyers. I don't know. <laughs> Type. <Tight>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she she met Josh at the bagel store. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, I'm like a little obsessed. So, yeah, tell an Obama story.
3: <laughs> back in um, 2012, I was working for the University of Massachusetts um, in their marketing department. And that was a time in which uh, sustainability was really important to universities and institutions. It still is very important, but it was a relatively newer concept back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was working with a group on campus um, where we were um, educating people about food security and um, educating students um, and faculty and staff about growing food, um, access to local food, um, and we started to grow and plant gardens on campus, permaculture gardens. Yes. Um, and it became a very, very popular initiative, and we actually ended up winning a um, White House award. Woo. 2012 (laughs) and that's when Obama was in office and uh frankly yeah so um we got a chance to go to the White House meet Obama I was really hoping to meet Michelle but she Mm -hmm. wasn't there so you know got Obama (laughs) that's fine too (laughs) um yeah and it was a really awesome fun project and those permaculture gardens are still on the University of Massachusetts campus Very nice.
1: awesome and that's part of like you know and I always say the people in this industry are horticulturists are telling us we have to grow plants and we should have a relationship with the plant. Right. And like have, you know, I can't grow anything. I so I, I am trying to like embrace this idea that I could like do it. <laughs> I could take care of a plant. I took care of children. I say this all the time. I grew
2: two children. I <laughs> could probably grow a plant. I, I don't know can, why. I think we can do it. I, I can My, do it too. I'm going to try. Let's do we're it. This, work on this it. is our year. We have nothing else to do, right? That's true. That's a good I mean, We can seriously. become a horticulturist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so like, so we are Massachusetts?
1: This is a Massachusetts are actually Amy and I are Massachusetts based and you're from here. So, and Seth is out here. So do you think there's anything special about um, the industry as it's emerging in Massachusetts? You know, it's so state specific now. I've, and you're working across the country, right? With different brands.
3: Before COVID happened, I, I was lucky enough to be traveling a lot. And I've seen a lot of um, operations in different states. Um, I've seen cultivation and retail and dispensaries and um, products, um, production facilities. I've seen chocolate factories that produce, you know, edibles. That's fun. Pretty much everything. I want to go to a chocolate beverage, factory. Um, <laughs> yeah that was awesome (laughs) um and especially out in Washington you know it's um it's been legal here for I think like seven years recreationally oh wow um, that's like that's like dog
1: years right so that would be uh that's like me that's like my age (laughs) right (laughs) that's a long life they're doing good yeah
3: (laughs) yeah so it's it's very well established, and you know, that's why you see the chocolate factory that produces, you know, THC infused chocolate yeah. um, and drinks and sodas and stuff. So, um, it is very different in every state, and every state is so different, even from how they cultivate or where they cultivate if they're outside or inside. Um, and the type of requirements that the state has or the software that they have to use to keep track of everything. It is it is,
1: it um, is insanely complicated. Right? I need, within each state, within each, common, within each town, I mean, there's so much, especially in Massachusetts, there's a lot of local rule. That's been an issue for cannabis companies trying to come mm-hmm. into communities. Is that similar out in Washington?
3: In Washington, I mean, it's very well established. And I think um, for Washington and Colorado, for example, mm-hmm. it's been... Um, legal for many, many years right. now. And the way that the um, industry kind of emerged in those states is very different than how it's emerging in, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts is extremely buttoned up, right. if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, yeah, or
1: Puritans. I say this all the time.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, New England, right. Puritans, right? <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> um, so so I'm so I wondering if, you know, so I, I do talk to women across the country, and it does seem like things are starting a little bit faster in the West Coast. And um, like even now we're working, if we're working with the My Jane brand, I think some of those more advanced scientific products are coming from there. Is that, do you think that's true? Or do you think that's happening in Massachusetts now? We just haven't quite seen it yet. You think things are advancing? I mean, it's, it's tripping. It's so complicated in Massachusetts. The the seed to sale, I mean, the medical setup and now.
3: In terms of product development, um, we see kind of unique products developed developing everywhere um, in North America right now and in, in the U.S. and in Canada.
2: Oh, yeah, and Canada. a lot
3: yeah. of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what's really awesome is a lot of women are kind of on the forefront of developing some of these really cool, awesome products, particularly the ones that are for women. Women, yeah, absolutely. Um, so right. you're
1: international. So you're you're in Canada too. Are you in Mexico? Is Mexico have legal cannabis?
3: We are in Mexico. Oh, You <laughs> are <Yes>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we we do have clients in Mexico. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> so we do. Because usually I ask within the, you know usually in the context of the interview, I like to ask my guests who are usually state specific, like what's going on in their state, because it is so specialized. But you know the whole you're like seeing the whole north america that's impressive are you in europe is that going on i'm
3: trying to think if we have any clients that are in europe i don't think we have any yet mm. um but i am originally from europe from denmark oh you are actually ah. before yeah um my family and i immigrated to the u.s to massachusetts in the, the late 90s oh wow um and hemp is really popular in, in Denmark, where we're originally from. So I am hoping to build that type of connection in the future. That, I mean, wow. Denmark's
1: such. I mean, they're so much better than us in terms of everything. Everything. I
3: mean, like,
2: everything. <laughs> right. Why would you come here? I know but they're <laughs> much happier there. There are studies that say they're very. They ride happy. bikes everywhere. Right. I've been there. My,
1: it's like, I don't know. It's just a nice country. It's pretty I know. <laughs> people. They're healthier. I don't know. I'm sure true. there's a reason. but you can go back yeah Yeah. Uh,
3: the danes are the happiest people in the world they say all
1: right so let's come back to america which we have many many challenges and we are not Mm -hmm. the happiest people not right now um so (laughs) there are many many challenges in the cannabis industry one of them is marketing seriously just trying to get the word out and what you can do and what you can say um and then of course you know social justice issues kind of like tie into like who can get their messages out so are you advocating in terms of social justice issues to make sure those kind of issues are coming to the forefront? And how are you working with your, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe you just need to explain a little bit why it's so complicated because probably everyone doesn't know why it's so complicated to market cannabis. In
3: terms of social justice, we are involved. Um, we've done some pro bono work. Um, we definitely want to do more and we're looking to connect with with nonprofits. Profits and groups that are um, involved directly in social justice because we are um, able to help in terms of um, communication and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've we've worked with Cannabis Advancement Series, which is a local group to Massachusetts, um, an educational series um, about advocating and, and social justice. Um, so we did some pro bono work um, with them in 2019, and. Um, in terms of challenges with marketing, it's it's very much state specific, as you mentioned. I mean it's um I'm I'm part of the NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association MAC committee, marketing and advertising committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Um and so we are a group of marketing professionals that work with cannabis and CBD companies all over the the US mainly. Um And we collaborate with each other and we help each other, you know, with with challenges, with also with um, advocating for um, us as marketing professionals in this space and and trying to work with some of these uh, larger corporations um, like Facebook and Google.
1: Can you just sort of explain what some of the complications are? Like, um, so what can you, like Facebook, let's just start Facebook. What can you and can you not say about cannabis and CBD on Facebook?
3: Yeah. So the, I think yeah, <laughs> that it's
1: small, but it's like, you know, it's relevant. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. It's very relevant, um, especially for product marketing in general. Right. I mean, everybody's using social media um, to market their products and it's in some ways kind of um, unfair to cannabis and CBD companies that we that we can't really market these products right. um, safely. To the right age group and the right audience, um, so it's it's definitely a, a huge gray area, right? So I can't really give you a here's how you can market on Facebook and pay for Facebook advertising. Well, they won't let, if
1: you have cannabis or CBD, they won't let you pay for it, will they? Will they reject you?
3: So what we what we do see um, is that topicals are able to be advertised on um, Facebook and social media. So Facebook, and Instagram. Mm-hmm.
1: And and what can you, I know there are specific things you can and cannot say, like you can't say it heals anything, you can't say it like fixes a specific problem. Is that true? But you can say it's good for aches and pains. You can be general. Is that true? So
3: um, those are, yeah, Yeah. the FDA regulations, um, particularly around CBD, because there's more opportunity for advertising CBD online since the farm bill passed um, in a year ago, January 2019, um, there's more opportunity for CBD products. That's why we've seen probably about, I think I heard somewhere around 4,000 new CBD companies emerge in 2019. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot. And um, for us as marketers, you know, the, the only differentiation really to consumers is the, the branding and the packaging design. Um, and the formulation, of course. So we we help our clients kind of differentiate among all of those other companies out there. Because it is
1: important, and this is our general mantra, never buy your CBD at the gas station. We can play it together. <laughs> right. We're going to make right. t-shirts. Right. But also that, you know, it. this should be a pretty expensive product given what's going on. And then if you're getting something that's really, um, seems like a really good bargain, it probably doesn't have what you think is in it. I think that's sort of the confusing part. And then if you try your product, that isn't so good Then you think it doesn't work and then right. it's, it's bad. So right, yeah, right, I, mean, right. I like these companies that, you know, they do give you almost too much information, but at least you can see it on their packaging with that. They've been tested that they are like mm-hmm. third party verified, that they are, whatever it is. And, you know, obviously it adds to the cost. Um, but at least you know what you're getting.
2: Yeah.
3: With CBD in particular, uh, there are different uh, state regulations that, uh, CBD hemp companies have to abide by. Um, but there aren't any kind of federal FDA regulations um, that are clear cut um, for CBD.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a big advocacy part. So um, right. so let's come back to women and women in the industry. And um, so do you see, I mean, I guess in general, do you see in this industry any special challenges to women? You know, this is the thing we're trying to promote, women leadership, and a lot of these products are Geared towards women's health and wellness, and what they claim to do or can claim to do, are, are you noticing any specific challenges for marketing that way?
3: What we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of opportunities for women um, to be entrepreneurs and start their own product lines, um, whether it's cosmetics or feminine products or non feminine products, you mm-hmm. know, other other types of product lines, um, and so you know, that is mainly entrepreneurs. They're they're privately funded. Um, They may or may not have investment groups out there. And I think if and when we start to see more legalization happening um, or more things opening up on the federal side, it will be a big challenge for women and for entrepreneurs who maybe don't have the the venture capitalists, the big dollars. Right. yeah so i think i think you know everyone's pushing for legalization and um i think it will face our whole new set of challenges if and when that happens
1: yeah i mean i mean it's also that we when we emerge from this it's going to be different you know what the i think oh, the expectations yeah. of what this industry was going to be like eight weeks ago it's a little bit different now um you know uh we need industry in this country this is a this is an american industry right now right that has to shift minds at some level, I would imagine.
3: yeah, and it's it's very different in Massachusetts um, in the last eight weeks with covid compared to other states. Um, so cannabis is seen as essential, you know in in a lot of states right now. and Massachusetts is dealing with its own struggles of keeping recreational shops open, which, they're not open right now. No adult use is open right now in, in Massachusetts, um, whereas in other states like California and you know Colorado, um, these locations are open. Yeah,
2: um, so ridiculous. It is
1: ridiculous. And I, I actually have been getting some things on my like you know my you know my social media feed and things about how to start advocating with some. There's some Senate hearings. There's some things going on politically in Massachusetts. I have signed some petitions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I said the word. Uh, bullshit on a live radio show the other day when I was talking about this. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This is a social justice issue at this point. I know some of these smaller recreational women cannabis companies who just want to be in the rec department because Massachusetts set it up, you know, seed to sale and medicinal, you couldn't even get in. So this was a level for people to get in. And now they're trying to make it hard on top of everything else that is hard with this industry but You can't deduct in terms of business expenses, all your risk management. You can't qualify for any federal support. And now they're like nodding us being open. So if Governor Baker, are you listening? Please open up the rec shops. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about we have a couple more minutes. I'm going to do a break. But let's talk about some of your clients. Um, I know you're working with like Blue Forest Hemp and our friends at Rev Clinic. Um, I don't know who else are you working with? Who, you know? What are your challenges you're seeing now in this COVID era?
3: Yeah. So we work with a, um, a good amount of CBD companies. Um, we work with blue forest farms. They produce hemp seeds for millions of farmers, um, hemp farmers all over the U S or they sell millions of seeds. Um, and I also have a CBD line. Um, we also work with a company called wisdom essentials. They have a very unique formulation, Mm -hmm. um, that we've helped them, um, kind of get to the finish line with, which is, which is pretty fun, um, helping with different formulations or even having an opinion when developing new products. That's That's pretty awesome. Um, and then in, in Massachusetts, um, and elsewhere, but Massachusetts specifically, we work with some multi-state operators. We work with revolutionary clinics, uh, garden remedies, resonate, uh, sanctuary, Um, love them all and we work with yeah
1: well so like rev clinic the medicinal ones are staying open they're keeping you know they're keeping people cannabis up i don't know but they're keeping people like you know prepared for their cannabis needs but you know what's you know um the, are you working with any rec ones Recre- just recreational
3: um so right now adult use is closed but we are yes yeah. working with recreational yeah they um, yeah. and multi-state operators
1: I just I, the Massachusetts I just, again. This is
2: like my, my sad. I just let them be open.
1: You let know be the open. liquor stores are open. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, All right. I agree. Um, Joyce, did you know yeah. that there's a sanctuary opening up in Coolidge Corner, right on right where the Pier One was? Really? <laughs> yes. What? I know. Okay, that's good to know. I know. Well, it's that's my birthday. Crazy.
1: It's, it's my birthday on Monday, so I keep getting things from my dispensaries that I get discounts. Hey. <laughs> oh, my.
2: That's good. <laughs> take that discount. Oh, yeah.
1: Could be placed in my order soon. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, before we take a break, I know you have a pretty big team of people. We've met them. We're working with them. Uh, yeah. What are they talking about? What's exciting them in this cannabis role? Can you give us any insight into what's going on in that level? Because you guys must see everything, what's coming down the road.
3: Yeah. Um, I think one of the the most exciting things that um, we pr- we didn't really anticipate coming into this space is um we get to get be involved in a lot of packaging design and branding oh yeah um and packaging also get- packaging
1: that's huge yeah i know
3: packaging you need to have packaging you know that would be great
2: <laughs>
1: easy to open packaging easy to open
2: yes <laughs> biodegradable yeah. and design right, all that. and
3: design. make flowers
1: yeah. that one that had flowers remember it was like a box and oh, you I could plant that. it oh that's have you seen that, that, oh, i love that
2: it would,
3: I think I've seen something like that, yeah, yeah, where you can plant them and they're composted. That's so important to people, think, consumers totally. these days. I mean, they'll they'll make their purchasing decisions based on sustainable packaging and, and based on design and yep. branding. Totally. Um, so what's really fun for us is we get to not only develop pro- like packaging design, but we get to develop unique product lines for um, THC Products. So we're working on a lot of cannabis, different cannabis product lines mm. for dispensaries right now. Cool. Um, and that's really, really fun. And I, totally and I keep fun. like,
1: so, the marketing is not my thing. I'm learning about this sort of kicking and dragging, but I know the big word is experiences. And I keep hearing this with cannabis products specifically. And it's so easy to talk about experience. Like um, the Liz Coast, when she's talking about having like a, a West Coast sitting in the, you know, uh, under the cedars or the red, Redwoods, red or you know, like, yeah, the redwoods, like being in the woods, like that was the experience of her product. And it's accessible to people through cannabis because there are so many terpenes and so many scents and so many ways to elevate. So, uh, can you just talk about some of the experiences that people want to? Um, I don't know, anything like you can do anything with cannabis. What do you think of the exciting experiences that people really want to focus on in the next year? Maybe like calmness,
2: <laughs> calmness, serenity.
1: Totally, <laughs> joy. I need some joy. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: yes to joy.
3: <laughs> it, it's um, you're absolutely right. It's a lot about marketing is is everything to do with experiences, especially product marketing and especially CBD and cannabis marketing. Yeah. Um, so where we start with our clients is we identify with them who their audience is, wh- who specifically is their niche. Because there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. You know, there could be another dispensary right, d- right down the road or, you know, 3,000 other CBD companies trying to sell CBD products right. or hemp products. Um, so what? It, who's your audience and what makes your product different? Is it the formulation? Is it, you know, the, um, the terpenes, the percentage, you know, the, the ratio, um, flour? Are you trying to push... Edibles, you know, whatever that might be and that will really inform what that experience should be what that story should be. Stri- you know, we're going to market yeah. a product very differently to a sure. can mom than we are yeah. to, you know, uh, a a guy who plays video games his and, you know, in his like, late <laughs> 20s. <laughs> hey,
2: that sounds like someone I know.
1: Actually, I, I, was, so I had a question. Are you involved politically at all with like the Googles and the Facebooks? And is any of that work being done through your agency to talk to, you know, try to push policies that make more sense in terms of advertising? Is that a level? Is that part of NCIA? Is that anything you're involved with?
3: Through the NCIA? Yes. Um, yeah, we're communicating uh, with the Facebook, the Google, the Instagram, um, and we're, you know, we're trying to work with them, you know, it's, it's definitely an uphill battle. Um, are they
1: becoming a little more receptive? I mean, this is money, everything's money, I always say that, it's like, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and
3: they certainly are receptive to large CBD brands, you'll yeah. you'll see those ads um, online, yeah. and they're more and more receptive, certainly to CBD topicals, and hopefully more so to um, capsules and tinctures in in the future.
1: Well, that's a a big area. Okay, so we got to take a break and then we're going to be back. So we will be back with our guest, Josephine Nowitz of the Cannabis Creative Group after this message. And we'll hear you on the other side. Bye. All right. So, what we want to talk about today are the My Jane products, and Amy and I um, each got a box, which we are going to be talking about in a minute. But I wanted to say the first thing I noted about the My Jane products, which are really special these CBD products that are curated by women for women and are supporting women businesses, is the beautiful smell.
2: Amy, when's the last time you got a box and you opened it up? It was so fragrant. (laughs) I know it. It was a lovely coconutty, vanilla-y, just a lovely scent. I love it. I have it on my hands right now. I have a uh, the cocoa, canna, hemp oil body butter. And- that's one of the products that's in there, oh, and that's they're all one of the products in the box. And oh. there are lots
1: of different. So these are all they're different products that are curated by my and They had um. Right. So you were, you had the girlfriend box so it's kind of curated I, yeah, towards a like um, like if you have
2: like a friend you want to give something to a friend or like at a wedding gift yeah something like oh, that Totally. Yeah. Yeah, birthday gift, just a thank you gift. Anyone that's interested in CBD and you know doesn't know what product to get. This is absolutely Perfect. So, what kind of things
1: are in there? Like, how many things do you think? Maybe six things, six items? What were in there? Like, seven, eight? There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in there.
2: No, there's like 11 or 12 items in there. And there's also this gorgeous piece of jewelry. So, I guess each box gets a different piece of jewelry, and it's called uh, Purpose. And Purpose, so every time you buy a box, you you get the jewelry and the proceeds, go to this organization that helps women, uh, girls uh, that were trafficked.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: it's so sad, and they make the jewelry, and I just feel like this is such a great way of like helping. You know, and, you get to shop and and, 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 and within and in the package, actually, I think
1: there's a, a little note that says the girl or some a connection to the actual girl who you made the piece yes. of jewelry. So it's 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 a nice connection. So it's a it's a high end box. Lovely. The box is very oh. solid. My friend oh my who was gosh. just on said you could probably use the box of the stash box afterwards if that's your thing. I think it's a it's a
2: <laughs> perfect stash stash box. It's absolutely perfect. The color scheme is great. It's a beautiful navy, white with pink accents. I mean, it's lovely with ribbon on it and I just love it. I, All mean, right. I love so we're, what's in it. And we're talking about this a lot. So why don't you <laughs> yes, go yes. To,
1: in our notes, We you can go to the My Jane um, mm-hmm. link in our notes or um, yep. check out their website. And if it's something that you're interested in, you can get a full box, you can get it for yourself, you can get it for a friend, you can get a product within it. So let us yes. know what you think because the Canna Mom Show, we like these products and we want to share them with you. We're back with our guest, Josephine Nowitz of the Cannabis Creative Group. Um, so, we're going to finish up our conversation, but first, we're going to go back to Amy and her favorite thing, and one of the great companies we love here in Massachusetts.
2: So, Amy, oh, what yeah. do you want to talk about today? I would love to talk about Healing Rose Company. They're right out of uh, Newburyport, and they're just, the right, nice. just a beautiful little town right oh, up, yeah, my God. outside of Boston. Beautiful coastal town, um, and they are just the nicest people, and I love their products.
1: Uh, yeah, Lauren Zach, nice couple. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I
2: love them. My mom yeah. uses it exclusively. She loves it. They have a lemon oh, really? ginger bomb that she. Uh, I just keep hoarding it, and I think they're actually having a sale right now for Mother's Day. Um, yeah, well, it's
1: a bit this will be after Mother's Day, but oh, I know right. that uh, they're a local business and they're not getting any um money. I know they've been having some issues, and they're such a great product, and they. Laura is like one of the most influential women in cannabis in the country. So this is just one of these products we want to support and make sure it exists after this. So
2: yeah. So what else,
1: what what else do you like about it? What other ones have you used? You know,
2: I use the (laughs) the lip balms and I have all the little sample, the, they have like these little trial sizes. I have those. And I have one in my car. I use it for cuticle balm. I mean, I use it for everything. I love it. I used
1: to carry yeah. the sample. They have these great little, I would give them to people yeah, just yeah. to prove that it was like a real product. Because again, like we we're talking about in the show, it's so important to know where your stuff is coming from in this weird CBD world. And if you're getting totally. things that are not um, what they say they are, then you think it doesn't work. And it's, they're really, these products are amazing. And especially for like sure. pains, women, my age, I have pains everywhere. I- <laughs> Oh, joy. My hands. It's great. So, yeah. Um, so, like, one more time. Just talk about the company's name again and where they are.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Healing Rose Company, the Healing Rose. And they're just great. And you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. And they have a website. And they always have sales. And, you know, the, there's always a 20% off or a buy a certain <laughs> amount. You get a bomb, a lip balm. So, anyway, I love them. And I love their products. And shop local and uh yeah it is so important to know where your stuff is coming from and their stuff really does work that's the thing yeah it works and and it it leaves uh, pain and it smells good it smells great (laughs) yeah they They have all different kinds There's, there's a coffee kind there's a lavender kind they have bath salts i mean just a beautiful product line all right, so check them out. Go to
1: thehealingrose.com. They're in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Order some stuff. Tell them the cannabis mom sent you. Maybe they'll give you a discount. Maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe they'll send us something. Okay. Thanks, Laura and Zach. We're here to help you. And now we are back. <laughs> um, all right. So, Josephine, um, do you want to talk about your family and cannabis? You're there with your partner. Who are you? Who you're in? Who are you in uh, quarantine with? Who are you there? <laughs>
3: Um sure, yeah. Um I'm I'm in quarantine uh with my partner Matt. He is in grad school right now and um we are I think we're we're getting by pretty well, you know. I think we're everyone in my family is safe and healthy and we are hoping to come back to the east coast to visit friends and family this summer at some point. Is
1: there cannabis used? How do you is there some how do you integrate it into your like uh, in your life there? Do you use bombs? Do you consume? Do you um, abstain completely? Everyone does something different.
3: Yeah. <laughs> totally. um, it's true. So I, I work with a lot of our CBD clients and I get a lot of awesome samples. From- I'm sure you
1: do.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this jealous? is right on my desk here. <laughs> tincture. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So obviously in marketing, it's really important to understand your product and understand what you're selling. So, you know, when possible, when I'm in Massachusetts, I'm able to consume the the cannabis products that, you know, we're helping to market out there. Um, and then when I'm in other States, I'm definitely trying and testing and sampling, um, our client products. So in terms of, you know, what we do for our lifestyle, that's kind of how it works. I mean, we, we want to make sure that we're repping products and clients and companies that we care about and are passionate about and, um, Smart. that we, you know, agree with. Yeah. And yeah.
1: I really, you can, it's easier to sell something when you like it. So it's true of and, course. You know, and you know about it. All right. So let's, um. Wrapping it up, words of wisdom for my listeners today about marketing and cannabis, or women in the industry, or being a strong female leader. Tell us all you know <laughs> in, in 30 seconds.
3: 30, okay. <laughs> um, I think right now it's it's a really crazy time um, for women right now, in particular. Ah, uh, COVID-19. You know, women are the kind of natural caregivers of our society, whether we like it or not. Um, typically, that that's what happens. And right now, we're we're juggling so much, um, especially entrepreneurs in the cannabis and CBD space. We are juggling having people at home, uh, taking care of our children, and balancing that with our life partners. Um, so. I think that, you know, take it day by day and, and do what you can. Don't overwork yourself. Um, low
1: expectations. That is the key. to, my
3: right. <laughs> to so that's, yourself out. That, that's
1: the wisdom of the kid moms who have survived this long and have kids who are grown. They actually left me like I was almost done. Like they left and now they're back. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. You're lucky though. This is kind of nice. No, it I is. know I'm lucky. I know. Very All lucky. right. Um, thank All you, right. Josephine. Good to see you.
3: Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. It's really nice to see you too.
1: All right. Um, so that was another episode. Thanks for spending a little time with us. For my guest, Josephine Nowitz of the Cannabis Creative Group. How do they find you, Josephine, if someone wants to um, use your services?
3: Yeah, you can find us um, online at CannabisCreative.com. Uh, you can also find us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, or you can email info at CannabisCreative.com.
1: Awesome. Perfect. And for my canna sister, Amy Searles,
2: good yes. to
3: see you. Oh, I great to thank see you Josh. too.
2: Glad to be here.
3: <laughs> I want
1: to thank Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Canna Mom theme music. Check out his link at the end of the notes. He's got a new band. Our business team, Kelly Dolan of Retail Results and Laurie Lennon of Thinkubator Media. Our attorney, Kim Kramer of McLean Milton and our new partner, Cannabis Creative Group, who's been helping us with our At A Bond campaign. Thank you, Josephine. And most especially I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom show where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry one can a story at a time.
2: I'm Amy Charles and thanks for listening. You could find us at uh thecannamomshow.com and we're on Instagram, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google wherever you get your podcast the catamom show so so subscribe and i'm joyce
1: gerber this is the catamom show and we are a production of pod 617 the boston podcast network